Divine Interventions. I am Michelle Wadley. New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Welcome to Divine Interventions. I am Michelle Wadley, and my partner is Catherine Duca. We are here to marry psychological understanding with spiritual sensibilities, helping you to see the world through a filter of love and acceptance. We are here to blend the profound realms of spirituality and psychology to bring you a unique approach to practical happiness. Because we know that in the midst of life's challenges and struggles, you can find peace, joy, and fulfillment by harnessing the divine within and the power of the mind. It is our intention that each show will be a journey into the heart of what it means to be happy in a distracted world, a world that can often seem to be upside down. We'll share practices, insights, and actionable strategies to create a sense of peace and calm in your life so you too can discover the joy that lives within. If you're ready to become the architect of your own life, join us weekly as we travel together to the place within where love resides. Hello, hello, hello. It is so good to be back on New Thought Media Network. This is Michelle Wadley here. And uh, you used to know me as uh, the Jersey Girl Wisdom show that I did for a year here and took a break. And now I'm back with my partner here, Kathy Duca, Catherine Duca. And uh, we're here to play. We're here to inspire. We're here to love on you. And uh I'm just so glad to be back. And Kathy, welcome. Oh, welcome. it is great. I could not wait for tonight. <laughs> and I just want to start out by saying, if anyone is listening who is not from New Jersey, <laughs> they may be, you know, a little overwhelmed with all the Jerseyness going on. Between <laughs> yes, they're going to get a lot of that. Yes, yes. Welcome to everyone. Yeah. So Kathy and I, we have a, a, a twist, a path that kind of twisted in many different directions before we came back to each other. Uh, we've actually known each other about mm, 18, 19 years. Hard to believe, but yes. Oh, almost 20 years, actually. Um, almost 20 years. And um, and I love that we've come back together and we are we tend to be each other's playmates um, which is great. Um, you know, she gets to use me for a certain play. I get to use her for a certain play and we leave our spouses out of it. <laughs> so they don't have to tolerate our craziness that, you know, cause we can get it. We can talk each other into a little bit of insanity, right? I mean, we can get each other hyper. That's half the fun. That's half the fun. <laughs> so we've been preparing yeah. for this show for you for many months. The idea came a long time ago. Um, and it just took a lot. We wanted to be well prepared. So we have spent, in all seriousness, because um, I'm happy to be here and I know Kathy is, but in all seriousness, we really prepared to bring to you subject matter and conversations that will benefit you. And and it's been through many iterations. What were some of the names we were going to call it, Kathy? Do you oh, remember? We had, some, we had something about... Uh, Psycho spiritual. So yes, that was one name. We were gonna say part psycho, part spiritual. But, <laughs> good we, friends talked us out of that. So yeah, yeah. Good to have good friends. It is. And, it is. And we were gonna call it radical optimism. Oh, that was another right, one. Yeah, sure. And sure. Uh, I think it's there are a complex. Of, what? 
sacred contracts. I think we had a minute where we played oh, with okay. that. Yeah, that one must have been speeding because I hardly remember it, but. Yeah, that was quick. That yeah, was it's been through a number of iterations because we wanted to make sure that we delivered to you in a name, the feeling that we wanted to convey. So um, tonight is gonna be a lot of kind of, for those of you who might be new and don't know us, so you can get to know us a little bit. We're going to kind of cover our backgrounds and what matters to us. Um, because if nothing else, we want you to want to come back. And we hopefully we can um, deliver to you an invitation that, you know, that works. That's good. So, Kathy, you've been um, a psychotherapist for how long? Well, decades. I'll say decades. Okay. A, good three, a good three decades. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, and uh, private practice mm -hmm. in, uh, in, well, before COVID, now I'm strictly virtual, but uh, before COVID, uh, Montclair and Manhattan. Uh -huh. um, and now, um, and I know it's the same with you, Reverend Michelle, you know, because of Zoom, we can reach people literally nationally and internationally. Yep. yep. And that is just a, you know, I can't tell you how much that means to me as I know it does to you. So just just so the audience knows, when I when I think I need to refer somebody to a therapist, Kathy's the person that I refer people to. So I want you to know that that's that's how much I I trust her her sensibilities um, and some people that I deeply care about. I have sent in her direction. Yeah. Um, and my my honor and my privilege. You know that. Yeah, yeah, it's been great. And what I most, what I not mostly, but what I also love about Kathy and what she brings is Kathy is a member of the community that I still currently belong to, although I am leaving the pulpit, but um, she's a member there. So she brings a metaphysical, spiritual to her psychotherapy anyway, you know? So really she's the whole package, you know? She's the package, you know? Well, thank you, thank you. And, and of course it's so two way because as you know, I have, encouraged a number of my clients to visit with you and visit with the um, Center for Spiritual Living North Jersey, and they have. And I, you know, I got a text just the other day from someone whom, whom I sent your way, gosh, a decade ago. And she wrote and said, you know, that changed my life. That mm -hmm. one move changed my life. You know, and that's that's what people say. And I don't think they throw that around or use that phrase lightly or yeah. casually. You know, something has happened to change my life. Well, I think metaphysics does that in general if it's delivered if it's delivered with love. Metaphysics can be quite heady. You know, there could be a you know really heady approach to it, but I was reared as a metaphysician, and for me, there was always it was always sandwiched with love, always. Um, so I guess I got I, I was blessed. I was blessed to have the um, you know my the teacher that I did have, and um, she has definitely you know. I I think I would not be here. I don't. I mean, I probably still be alive, but I think it's miserable. You know, if it wasn't for me walking in and and being influenced by that teacher who is not science of mind specifically, but who was metaphys metaphysical. And um, matter of fact, when we were young, we used to, because we lived in um, Union, um, North Bergen in Jersey City, and we used to go just jump on the, you know, just go through the Holland Tunnel or the Lincoln Tunnel and, and go to Avery Fisher Hall. Sometimes we'd go to see Raymond Charles Barker on one side was it Avery Fisher is that what I'm talking about and then see um uh Raymond Charles Barker sometimes and then other times see um what's his name Fillmore not Fillmore who was yeah 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 and uh from Unity so they were they spoke across the you know the walkway from each other and th those were my early influences which you know I'm I'm really blessed mm. Yeah. You know, on, on that point, uh, we couldn't be more bookendy <laughs> because um, I was um, I was raised a Roman Catholic, and I went to Catholic school from nursery through college. 
So that is the. That's a lot. I got, I got a lot of Catholic going on. I'll tell you that much. I'll tell you that much. And my family, very devout, uh, you know, practicing Catholics. And so um, I don't know if I'll tell the story along the way. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I will, not necessarily now. But when I happened um, into, into your, your spiritual community, uh, I didn't know what hit me. I didn't know what hit me, but it was so gentle at the same time. I, I, I remember I, I went one week and then I thought, okay, that was, you know, that was something. And then I said, oh, maybe I'll go back at some point. And then I felt that the next week, my, I don't know, something made me get up early. I'm not an early riser. Not something an early riser. Yeah. And something made me go. And, and I feel like my car drove itself and I, I was just a passenger. Something compelled me to go. And I didn't even understand what that was. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I, I can't recall times when I felt compelled to go to mass, although I, you know, of course, I respected it and I, I revered it. Mm -hmm. But I can't say I understood it or I can't say it moved me. So this was, you know, meeting you and meeting the other members of the community really um, Oh my goodness! Uh, I'll I'll expand on this as we go, but opened my mind, opened my heart, mm. and I feel has made me a better person, a deeper person, certainly. But my clients would be the one to make this call. But I believe a better therapist than a better healer. And well, so, the profound therapy. gratitude of my life. And I I, I love that you bring spirituality into your therapy. I mean, to the degree that you can, but, um, so how do you think your family is feeling about, um, I mean, the Pope is kind of coming out with some pride, some surprises. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my mom's probably not happy where, where, wherever she is. Um, she, uh, you know, she was, she was pretty by the book, but I think if she knew how happy I, I am, if she knew, and when I say happy, you know, that's a conversation unto itself. What do we mean when we say happy? But if, if she knew the path I was walking, so I, I, I take it back. I take it back that she would be upset. I think when she knew, if she were to know that I'm walking this pathway of love and connection mm. and gratitude, um, I think she'd say in her Southern accent, she was born in um, Arkansas. She'd say, well, Kathy, Kathy, I think, I think I want some of that, Kathy. <laughs> I said, well, Mom, come with me. Yeah, nice. Yeah, only, nice. only, right? So one of the things that, that I want to say is that uh, I've always had a case going back to elementary school of um, – watching television on Sunday evenings, watching the Ed Sullivan show and the Smothers Brothers. Tommy Smothers just passed away the other day. Um, well, he had to be old. Uh, yeah, uh, early 80s, I think. Oh, that's it? I, yeah, yeah, I think, I think, I think 82, I think. Um, and then as the Smothers Brothers would sign off, I remember distinctly getting a feeling in the pit of my stomach. I wonder if any of our listeners can relate that pit in the stomach that, oh, tomorrow morning, Monday morning, school, and I must say Catholic school, which was not always user-friendly, I have to say. So back in those days, I, I'm sure it's changed. But I would get a bad case of what I think is called now this Sunday scaries. And wow, I, I've always thought if I had a place, this was before podcasts, but just a, just an intuitive wish. Wow, if there was a place or people that I could plug into sometime on Sunday nights just to say, I'm a little scared, I'm a little nervous. How do you feel? That that would have helped me so much. So one of my intentions with this podcast, and I, and I know it is yours too, Michelle, is to have this place be a little bit of a safe stopover. That's why we, we, we deliberately chose 9 p.m. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. People are unwinding, right? And so if anybody has the Sunday scaries, we really hope that this is a place and a space where a little bit of that can be eased. And maybe 
we'll part at the end of our time together on Sundays and maybe have a better night's sleep and maybe have a Monday morning that's a little less, you know, with trepidation. Yeah. yeah. That's my intention. And, and I, I want to take a moment. I keep getting a little bit of feedback here. Um, I want to welcome uh, those of you who are on that we know, like Dawn Lee and uh, Judy Grace and Lori and Ingrid and Amber. And just I just want to say hi to you all. And I'm so glad that you are uh, here with us because you are the reason. Um, you are the reason why we're here. Um, not only do we want to support those of you. Oh, and Nettie is here. Uh, hello, hello. Not only do we want to support those of you who might be, who might still experience, and uh, the scaries, you know, it's funny because I never heard that term, but just the anxiety of, oh, the week is starting, you know, mm -hmm. like that feeling. But, but that's not the only reason why we want to be here. So over time, if you ask us questions and you ask us to pay attention to something or you send one of us an email and says, hey, can you add this into one of your episodes? We will we will chew on it. You know, I can't guarantee, but we'll chew on it because it's um, that's why we're here. You know, we're here to serve you. And so with you. Um, you know, with you asking us for specific things. And um, that's why, you know, that's just why we're here. And, um, you know, so Kathy, who do you think can benefit? What do you think can benefit from what it is our intention to do here? Well, is everybody too general? If I say <laughs> everyone, is that? Is yeah, that yeah. So I think we, we, had a, we had an audience in mind. Yeah, well, oh, my husband Neil is saying me. He's saying he'll benefit. <laughs> he's saying he'll, he'll, he'll benefit. He'll benefit. Yeah. Well, you know, I think of I think of the people whom I have the privilege of working with, and um, I know that my clients, no matter what the particular issue that brings them in the door there seems to be a common thread running through just about everybody's presentation and, and that is, and, and, and everyone's narrative, and that is the world, the atmosphere, the global climate, the national climate, the ethers, the ethers, mm -hmm. staticky and mm -hmm. fraught. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, um, you know, <clears throat> I say in uh, some of my writings, I say, because I believe it with all my heart, there's never a good time to not know who we are. <clears throat> there's never a good time. But right. not knowing who we are at this particular point in time is especially is especially dangerous or 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 risky because it is up to each of us. <clears throat> pardon me, it is up to each of us to know who we are, to tap into our depth and our psychological maturity. Why? A, because that's, um, that's just a good way to live. But B, no one is coming to rescue us. There isn't a leader, there isn't, a, there isn't anybody who is going to swoop in and have all the answers. And, and I mean, I, I don't know that there ever was, but I think the illusion that there was, mm -hmm. was more prevalent. But now we just have to turn on the television, read something, look around our news feeds. And um, no, I don't know who has the wheel, really. So it is up to each of us to be awake, mm -hmm. awake, insightful, psychologically, and I would say spiritually mature mm -hmm. in some way each of us has to take the wheel yeah you know i i like to say um in my media stuff i like to say that i help people find love you know it's all about the elevator speech what you know so my elevator speech is i help people find love but i'm not a matchmaker or anything of the sort it's the love they most need to give to themselves and mm -hmm. 
as, as you know, and as many of our listeners know, that love does not come from the outside. It comes mm -hmm. from no person or no thing from the outside. And so my passion, and in some ways I view myself as kind of an electrician, my, my passion is hooking people up to their wellspring of inner wisdom and inner intelligence. And it's an intelligence that doesn't come with a de degree or a credential. It's an innate wisdom and an innate intelligence. But what has happened is for a multitude of reasons, we've gotten talked out of what we know. So my job as a therapist and a healer is to use spiritual psychology to remove the impediments, remove the blocks, remove the static, so that each client who comes to me can discover his or, own, his or her or their own infinite mm -hmm. wisdom. Mm -hmm. yep. Yep. That's, that, that's what enlivens me and turns me on. And if I have a day where that doesn't happen, you know, I go home with it. I go home. I go, I, I go in the living room with a headache. <laughs> I go, I go, I leave my work with a headache. If mm. I have not connected with someone and, and, and if we have not together, together touched into that unlimited, un, I don't know what the wellspring Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. of love of love and intelligence and wisdom. So right. that's what I'm about. If that's an elevator speech, it's I'm coming down from a high rise. That's a high. That's a that high. Was a long, that was a long speech <laughs> there, but there, there you have it. Yeah. And I know Michelle, you have done this before. You you you've you've had a couple of podcasts before, but this one is different for you, I know. Can you speak to to in what way? Well, it's um, similar, but different. No, it's not. I don't think it will be similar. Um, I got to, I feel like this divine interventions, I'm finally going to be coming out straight out about what matters to me, but what really matters to me and what always what matters to me is emotional health. And God knows I see enough evidence in the world regularly up close and afar and on the news about people that are not, that don't have a state of emotional health. And whatever I do, I want to be part of, you know, raising the consciousness and the awareness of that. And so for me, this show, I get to indulge in that passion, you know, especially especially that I am leaving the pulpit and I'm, I'm grateful that I'm leaving my pulpit under good conditions. I'm leaving, you know, to pursue, um, I mean, the center, you know, we're, we're kind of getting hot and fired up again, but financially, you know, there was a, there was some struggle and I don't want to be part of that struggle. So by leaving, I, I leave them room to succeed and I'll support behind the scenes, but I leave them to succeed, and then I get to pursue. Um, as you know, um, I, I'm very excited because I got contracted to write a book, and you know my other books were self-published. And you know I would always say to my husband, "Oh, oh," but I'm self-published, and you know I'd poo-poo my own, you know, my own work. Although my the book, the the last book I put out on forgiveness, that was that was quite the effort. Um, so I, I'm going to be able to indulge in forgiveness and shadow work and prayer and possibility and just be that walking, talking model of, of optimism that I really, you know, hope to be. I can remember early in my, um, in my science of mind years, which is now, uh, all close to 30 years. I can remember how, what a pessimist I was. Mm. I was an, an dedicated pessimist. And what do you mean by that, Michelle? Do you mean the glass was half empty or no glass uh, at all? Or what? Drama. If you had a story, I had another story. Oh, let me tell you what happened to me. Uh -huh. Like, you know, and that was my mindset, you know, negativity and 
And I, my in my internal dialogue, which is one of the things I, you know, I really try to inspire people to listen to that voice behind the voice. You know, we've, you know, we've spoken about that. My voice behind my voice was just the double duty of negativity. And, and then when I started in the science of mind, I remember thinking, okay, I have to change just one thought at a time, one thought at a time. And that's what I did. And as it turns out now with science and brain sciences and all this stuff that they're teaching now, um, one of the last, one of the books I read in the beginning of this year was the Atomic Habits. And, and they talk about how now if you really want to change your habits, the, you have to work diligently to alter the neural pathways of the brain. So it is a daily, it is a daily um, grind. It is it's a repetition. Yeah. Yeah. It's a repetition that creates a new pathway so that the old pathway can kind of atrophy and the new pathway yeah. with new yeah. ideas that lead to new behaviors can, can, can take yeah. hold. It's a, it's a, it's a tremendously exciting thing that we didn't know. We didn't know this uh, 10 or 15 years ago. No, I, but I think intu intuitively I knew to, I guess intuitively I, there was no other way I could do it. I couldn't force myself to do it, you know? And then, and then when I found out about spiritual mind treatment and prayer, I was like, Oh, now I got to realize that the word that I speak, that it, it gets activated because of my connection with the divine and what a beautiful, you know, what a beautiful thing that is. Um, I'm just, I am looking at a chat here from Amber Guzman. She said, I can barely believe that my internal dialogue is very negative. I'm constantly turning it around. Yeah. And Amber, if it's not working easily, one of the things you might not be remembering to do is you must have a reward. They say in the brain science, you have to do it regularly consistently but you want to tie it to a reward of some kind don't make it booze or drugs or food <laughs> something healthy a healthy reward a walk on the beach a movie with your husband something lovely something that nourishes yeah something that nourishes but when you're trying to retrain the brain it has to be attached to a reward so when when you do it the brain thinks oh i'm gonna get more of that so if if you're struggling with that, it might be, and, and maybe the reward, um, maybe the reward um, is as simple as you know feeling good about it and telling somebody, "Wow, I made some change," you know. But it is important, you know. It is an important thing. So um, yeah, this work, this work is simple, but not easy. Yes, yes, and I think that's because we have layers and layers of conditioning mm -hmm. and resistance and fears and anxieties. Um, and so it is making our way through those layers and there are, and there are different ways to do it. And, um, you know, spirituality and spiritual psychology are uh, the main ways in which you, you, you and I attempt to mm -hmm. be, agents but um well for me though it, it it is i never have a session and i don't even coach with people unless they want prayer so mm -hmm. for me because the this the deliverable right the shift in the shift that we want for our clients for me the way that's delivered is through prayer so that's that might just wind up being the main i mean because i know you and i are in sync about so many things and it might just be the delivery system that changes you know just a little bit um well if i may say you know <clears throat> um if i hadn't walked in to uh the center for spiritual living north jersey and had i not met you uh, and i heard you or anyone refer to prayer my construct around prayer i think is very different than what you're referring to Mm -hmm. so perhaps it would be worthwhile to expound on that a bit for our listeners, because to me, I'm thinking, I mean, that brings about the whole notion of, um, you know, what God means to, to, to me 
and how I was taught to pray. And I was taught to pray through memorization of certain prayers and um, to repeat, repeat these, these, these prayers and to, to petition, to, to ask, dare I say sometimes, Michelle, to beg, to beg. Well, even those of us who do spiritual mind treatments sometimes beseech. Sometimes we do. And I, let's come back to that. Let's take a quick commercial break. Oh, good. And good. then we'll come back to uh, what that means for us. Very good. Okay. say thank you to our organizational sponsors, including the Hefferlin Foundation, Affiliated New Thought Network, International New Thought Alliance, Science of Mind Archives and Library Foundation, Center for Spiritual Living Denver, Center for Spiritual Living Midtown, New Thought Philadelphia, Planned Happiness Institute, Summit Center for Spiritual Living, one Heart Retreats, Center for Spiritual Living on the Lake, Unity Spiritual Center, Kitchener, Home Center for Spiritual Living, La Mesa, Satya Center, Center for Spiritual Living, North Jersey, Unity of Savannah, and Center for Spiritual Living, Seattle, as well as all of our individual donors. Thank you for making New Thought Media Network a place to be. Please come be you. And remember, like, share, and subscribe. New Thought Media Network, positively inspiring. <laughs> how fun is that? How the how this program, uh, you know, I want to always give kudos to, to Robert for his um, Reverend Dr. Robert Brzezinski now. Congratulations, uh, Robert, um, for his vision of this. Um, you know, I, I can get a little, I, I won't say preachy. I don't know. You tell me what the word is. I get a little worked up. Like, like I think, you know, there's a, there, I'm going to come at this from a different direction. Most of us who are in Science of Mind, we were taught never to proselytize. That's what we were told. Draw by attraction, draw by attraction, very similar to 12 steppers. And, you know, and there was some influence, definitely 12 steps influences us. And I know that Ernest Holmes was an influence to the 12 step world, which is, you know, a wonderful world. But I got to tell you, I think that's a load of crap. I think we need to be done doing it that way. I think should be standing on the corner, singing songs out loud, playing our radio for people to hear the music we listen to. Um, we should be giving copies of books away from our libraries because you, all you have to do is look around the world and see the pain, the suffering, the, you know, it's the world, the world is in a lot of pain. And we, we, get, to, we get to bring something, we get to bring something. But it has to be on purpose, you know. So um, I don't want to. The world needs what we have to offer, uh, Neil said, and it's it's so true. And and you know, maybe for some, maybe some ways we're just we do it within our family unit, you know. I um, hello, blessed Ty Stevens. You know, I, I tell I tell I like to tell this story because you have to figure out a way to get this stuff into your grandchildren. <clears throat> And so a couple of years ago, a few years ago, you know, I'm always taking care of my grandkids. I've been taking care of them uh, from the time my, my big girl was born, which was nine years ago. And uh, so when they started talking and, and on, I get into the car when I'm about to take them somewhere and they know to expect this now. And I say to them, we're on our way 
And their retort is for a very fine day. Mm-hmm. And now even the baby, two and a half, she doesn't say the whole thing. She goes, fine day, fine day. I'm like, okay, I'll take it. Like my grandson thinks he's smart, which he is. And sometimes he goes, for a very poopy day. So mm-hmm. I say, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, William, oh, oh, I thought you said who. And I'll say to him, well, William, you get to have a poopy day. Lila gets to have a good day. And he, and then he thinks, he goes, fine day, fine day. <laughs> because it's like when we're modeling it, we, we need to be that everywhere. You know, it's, I think sometimes, <clears throat> and I know that I was guilty of this when I was working in an office, although I would do it like, like for a Freeman look on the page. Um, I would do different uh, on the desk. I meant on the desk. I, and I would leave, I would want people to know who I was. I had a sign on my door that said, knock before entering goddess at work, just to, you know, create conversation. Liven things up. Yeah, just a little. Yeah. We have to do that. And I think sometimes, and, I, you know, I don't know who's willing to admit it to our listeners. Sometimes I think we leave our spirituality either at the center or conversations with people that hear us. And then we don't practice it necessarily with those who don't know it. And I think mm-hmm. that's the danger. I think we have to be us everywhere. You, you know what I mean? To be mm-hmm. everywhere. Not, and I, I've seen you do that. You know, when we were at the John Bon Jovi Soul Kitchen, you oh. had a 15-minute conversation with our, with our waitress. <laughs> you know, yeah. being a therapist, she could talk to a wall. Um, you know, and it was, you know, so is you, that a skill? I don't know. Is that a skill, Michelle? I don't know. Oh, I think so. I think when you, when you're one of those kind of people that anyone will talk to and you'll mm. talk to anyone, I'm not as patient as you are. God bless you. Oh yeah. Well, you know, you, you bring up another, um, uh, big point being yourself, being true to who you are, being authentic, being real. Um, you know, that's a kettle of, uh, gold ish that um so i'm having two thoughts one is a memory of when uh, a long time ago uh i was coming to your your spiritual center a, f- a few months and uh, i remember i stopped and got gas across the street and it was a cold like really cold night i stopped and got gas and i i didn't think i was doing anything i was just being me and i asked the gentleman you know whatever twenty dollars whatever I'll never forget, I'll never forget what he said to me. He said, he said, I don't know what you have going. This is really what he said. I don't know what you have going, but I want some of that. And I didn't say a word, but my energy, my energy. And, you know, I wrote a blog post about this last night about, I don't know if you've had a chance to read it, Michelle, but it was about the beginnings of our relationship and how I came to your door And I came, you know, I wrote in my post, you know, life handed me one of those twisty things. But no, it was more like a dark night of the soul, actually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, of course, I had had therapy. I had had good therapy with therapists who I respected and whom I know cared about me. But it wasn't until I came with my dark night in, in that in and under that cloud that I had what I would call an awakening, an awakening. Now, I had never heard the term used in connection to psychology. You know, I, I had heard terms uh, having to do with, you know, uh, cures and remission and over, you know, um, I don't know, getting over or working through. And those are valid points, but I never really heard the term awaken. Mm-hmm. And Carl mm-hmm. Jung said, if I don't know if I can capture it. Dawn, if you're listening, text me the... the, she, the well, she's on. She can put it right in the chat if you don't get is it. it like, it's like, I think it's gender specific. So I think Carl Jung said he, he who dreams... Dawn, what's the quote? Is she writing it? I, I can't tell if she's writing oh, it. Can't. <laughs> can't tell. <laughs> Too bad. It's a, yeah. 
You ever go to tell a joke or a story and oh, you forget? Absolutely. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. me. Okay, I, I just oh, I did. laugh halfway through. <laughs> but, but, but the point was that um, Carl Jung, who studied under Sigmund Freud, I mean, he was, you know, but he had his, he had ideas and he brought spirituality in and he, he talked about awakening. And I can tell you, awakening is not, is not the same as cure. It's not the same mm -hmm. as behavioral changes. Though One who it looks outside dreams, she says, where is it? Wait. One who looks outside dreams, one who looks inside awakens. You're right. I forgot about that quote. That's okay. fantastic. Okay. One who looks outside dreams, and nothing wrong with dreams, right? But one who looks inside awakens. I think that's one of the most powerful quotes I've mm -hmm. I've heard. Because Yeah, I agree. Awakening, awakening. How do you even define awakening? But the experience of awakening is coming out of a slumber, a lifelong slumber for many of us, certainly for me, coming out. See, when I came to your place, I came because of a crisis. So the crisis got me in the door. But what I realized was under that crisis was my natural way of being, which looking back, I can say was kind of a hypnotic trance. My beliefs, my expectations, my ways of being with people were within a bubble. And the bubble was, you know, partly from my family, part, you know, taught to me, partly from the Catholic Church, you know, etc. But that bubble was so confining. And I, I didn't realize it. I had no idea until I awakened. And then I could tell the difference. Mm -hmm. the and that's why the gas station attendant said, I don't know where you're going or what, what you have going, but I want some of that. The, 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 the spark in me. Mm -hmm. And what did it? Okay. You're the teachings, science of mind teachings. Yes. Well, I mean, I have a suspicion and, you know, for me, this has been part of what has been my practice as a minister. And to be honest with you, I don't know where I got this from. It just seemed like I knew it. And, and if this is something that a, a teacher has taught and I'm, and I'm taking credit for it, just somebody correct me. But I remember early in my ministry, I remember believing and Tony Hamilton, the precious member and friend from our community. I remember her acknowledging that, that when when, when I see in you your highest and your best, if I'm knowing that, if I'm seeing that, that you're going to rise up to that. So true. And I think that's what's important. It's like those all those tests they had done with um, children in the in the 60s where um, you know, where, you know, they, they would tell a teacher a different, that they had a different IQ than what they actually had. And so the teacher was, was pre he, their point of view was prejudiced by, by these the information. Reports, yeah. Right. And so they, they spoke to the children they thought had the, the lower IQ, they spoke down. And to those with the higher IQ, they spoke up. And what they found out afterwards, that those were all lies. But if I'm if I'm touching that place in me, and this is this is where, um, this is where a namaste practice. Oh, that's just what I was thinking about. Right, you know, it's the the and and I get I know it gets translated in different ways, but I just simply think of it as the divine in me salutes and recognizes the divine in you. And so, if we live, you'll have to get used to me. I get emotional very often. <laughs> things that matter to me but if we can maintain that position of namaste and, and another term that i learned years ago from a deepashi's chatterjee a leadership book is tatwamasi i am that thou art tatwamasi i am that thou art and if we live if we could live that way and stop believing in the chaos and instead, turn to um, turn to that place and have that expectation of each other. We're all just going to rise. 
right? We're all going to rise. All boats rise, you know? So, um, well, you know, I liken it to, um, you know, a flower that, that bends toward the light, mm -hmm. that bends toward the sunlight and in an atmosphere of unconditional acceptance and an in an atmosphere where you're looking at someone and just in someone's eyes, the message is, I see past, I see past your walls, your masks, your facades, your blockades. I see past that to the essence of you. Now, unconditional positive regard is not a new concept in psychology. It's one of the underpinnings. I'm going to say, however, however, and I, I'll be interested in some of our listeners have another take on this, um, if there's any, well, just if anybody has a different take. But um, in traditional psychotherapy, you accept the patient, of course, and you understand, one understands that, you know, the patient is coming in, the client is coming in with, um, you know, these layers of crusty conditioning. And we know that there's a person in there behind all that. But what spiritual psychology brings to the fore is love. My, my clients know because I tell them. And if I don't tell them, they know because they can see it and feel it. They know that I love them. They know that I love them. Mm -hmm. And I have to say that I don't think my clients are especially dependent on me. I don't think they um, need my approval. That's not really how I work. Mm -hmm. um, but they know that, that I love them at their essence, mm -hmm. even when they're not sure what their essence is. And so that's one of the exercises that I do. And I know you do so many, but it's like, what do you think is your essence? What, what do you think makes you you if you couldn't do the thing you do? Mm -hmm. Like if I could be a therapist for some reason, if I lost my voice or, you know, whatever, if something happened and I couldn't be in this role, who would I be? Who would you be? Who, well, who would I be? Who would I be? Who would I be? I, 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 I believe I would be a, a blob of love, a <laughs> mass of love. I don't know what I would do professionally. I don't know how I would earn a living. But the who I am-ness is that within me, which wasn't given nor can be taken away. Mm -hmm. Like the presence of God. I, 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 I would say. I would yeah. say. Yeah. yeah I would good. say. Right? Um, you know, I, a, a, a different word... Um, a different word that um, that I use, and and I do believe love is present in my work. But I think when I well, I feel like I've done my job when someone feels safe. Hmm. Might be another kind of word. That's a But my job is to get out of the way. Is to be empty. Hmm. I love that. Laura's commenting on your blob of love. <laughs> the technical, yeah. the technical term. Right? Yeah, technical term. But um, oh, Neil's asking here. Robert, what was the What? Why, Kathy? Uh, I forgot. I forgot. Okay. Kathy, oh, well, what I was going to ask to expound on the empty. Um, I'm sorry, sorry we're too. talking over each other. Let's do this one more time. Leave that there, Robert. Well, I want to hear your question. I guess I must have dropped something. Go ahead. My question? Yeah, yeah. What did you want to yeah, ask well, me? Well, you said you 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 need to be an empty. An oh, empty, an empty vessel. Stay, stay like out when of the way. Yeah, when I'm empty, I have no opinion. When empty, When I'm empty, I receive you as you are. Right, right. I'm empty. Right. I'm, I'm not coming with pre, you know, um, with ideas before you show up in the room. And so for me, that's part of how I, I, I can help people feel safe is that I'm just, I'm waiting to be, you know, enamored 
with you know with your essence. But I want to, I do want to get back to the question Neil's asking. What do you think about Ernest Holmes uh, referring to science mind as spiritual psychology? I think I was so happy. I was so happy when I discovered that because I think that's exactly because uh, what is spiritual psychology? It is it is the study of of uh, consciousness and the awakening of and to consciousness. And I think the drop down menu, if you will, under conscious awakening comes questions like, as you pose to me, who am I? Who am I and what is my purpose? And how can I find meaning in life? And how do I make a meaningful contribution? So I'm probably going to state this repeatedly along the way, uh, is, is, is coming out of the hypnotic trance of conditioning yeah into an expanded consciousness is 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 a very interesting journey yeah. and, and 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 you know for, i don't mean to at all uh, oversimplify it i mean please for some people it takes a lifetime for some people decades you know etc cetera, etc cetera. but when you talk about for example being an empty um, vessel I hope we can talk about how does one get empty? Because oh. when one has anxiety and pressures and expectations and you know bills and finances, I'm going to write that question down so I remember. How does one become empty? Yeah. And and the other thing I want to say as kind of a coming attraction for a future discussion is that I have yet to see someone awaken without without going through profound grief. Well, I, I was just going to bring that up. I want to, I, I want to acknowledge because I think sometimes some people might avoid this journey because face it, usually we're waking up from an unconscious state, which usually indicates some unconscious behavior, which often has within it a mountain of regret or bad decisions and, and such, and sometimes to the degree of guilt or shame. And so straight up, I'm just going to say it, waking up can be a bitch. Bitch. It's not for the faint of heart. It's I say not it all the time. Faint of heart. And as people wake up, I find in my office that they, they kind of get worse and they get yeah. very disappointed. And they, oh, I was doing so well. I was, you know, uh, and now I'm back where I, no, it's not a regression. No, that is that, that that is a requirement uh, because you can't you can't wake up without realizing how asleep you've been. It's right. a paradox that, but it's 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 part of the holistic, you know, steps that we take. But this in is a whole conversation. Can't can't wait to get to this one. But in metaphysics, we call that chemicalization, yeah. and not all metaphysicians know that term. But what your what happens is your your clients, for example, or you know anyone, you say, "I want to be this," and what happens? Anything unlike that desired goal has to Completely. go, and shedding what has to go. It can it can it can be painful. I mean, still, I consider myself awake. I consider myself kind. I consider myself compassionate. And yet I'll be walking through my house or cleaning. And then what happens is a memory bubbles up from way back of something that I did that wasn't good, was a bad decision. And all of a sudden I feel that little gripping and I have to stop and go, it's okay. I'm not that person now. And, and I have to do it every time it comes. Every time I have to remind myself every time I'm not the same person that made that decision. Which I, I want to say right there, pardon me, I know I'm interrupting you, but that's, it's not denial, right? You, cause oh. you can't bypass that pain. You can't be happy, happy over it. You have to acknowledge it and recognize it. And yeah. yes, remind yourself 
how how you know how far you yeah I'm not because I don't mean the same as distracting myself. So I'm not no, I'm no, not no, no, I just want to make huh? Yeah, no, I didn't hear that. I didn't yeah, hear yeah. that. Well, no, I'm saying it for the purpose of the audience. It's not the same as suddenly picking up uh, you know, a glass of wine shout out tequila or something else to distract. It's not about distracting. It's about knowing I'm feeling this and I'm okay anyway. And, but I'm going to let go of the judgment I have of myself because that's usually that pain that trickles up. It usually has to do with a regret or, you know, and I, I have plenty, I have plenty of things that I did that I've had to forgive myself for. And and I'm willing. I'm willing to walk through ba a baptism by fire because I know on the other side of that is freedom. I know that our friendship is because I'm willing to walk through that. You know, because, you know, not everything was peachy king. We had a fine, fine conversation. But I'm willing to do it because now, now I get to have that freedom and I get to have your, the full enjoyment of this creative project. And I, I always refer to you now as my, my creative partner. That's, you know, that's how I, I refer to you. Now. Kathy's my friend and my creative partner. And, and that comes from staying in the conversation and not avoiding it. Which we have done. Which yes. we have done, yeah. and uh, you know, uh, you know, we didn't have. Or let me speak for myself. I didn't have my podcasty expression on and my podcasty <laughs> persona. You know, I had my, I had the other, you know, the other, uh, you know, the other, you know, the shadow side. But 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 we were committed mm -hmm. to. Mm -hmm keep yes. walking and keep talking and clarifying and acknowledging where we were further apart than close. And we're, and then we and then we felt ourselves inching close and maybe we kind of buy, and then we came back and it's, and I suspect it interesting. It may even continue like that, but yeah, what yeah. a lovely dance. Yeah. Right. Not a light switch, but a dynamic moving, dancing with the stars kind of relationship. Yeah. And I and and to those to you listening, I just encourage you to stay in the conversation. That that I think that, and I know you speak a lot about um, what about what complicated difficult. conversations, it's difficult, difficult conversations. Difficult conversations. You know, yeah. that's one of your that's one of your expertises. I don't know that I'm that. You know that I wouldn't say that I'm an expert in that, but I do. I have the I have the. Um, tenacity to stay in the conversation. And I know Reverend Joel from the center, <laughs> he's always laughs at me because of how, what a dying loyal person I am. I think that's my Jersey in me because we're known as very loyal people. We are. But, yeah. Right. It is. You know, if you look up Jersey girl, that's one of our descriptions or one of the ways that they define one of the characteristics. But right. the fact is that um, I, I will do, you know, I'm, I'm loyal to a fault and um, and I'm glad about that. I'm glad. And I think that was the kind of thing that we were able, even the last time we were together, when we were you know, trying to figure out the podcast stuff, and it was this, there was this tension in the air. We just stayed in it. And that's what I want our audience to hear. Stay in it. Stay in the conversation. Mm -hmm. Stay authentic. Stay real. Yeah. Not be afraid. Don't be afraid. You won't break. Mm-mm. Bend, you might have to twist, but don't mm -hmm. be. Mm -hmm. We are coming down to our time. Um, I can't believe it. We only have like two hours to go, right? We're, we're <laughs> I uh, in yeah. Jersey here, it's almost 10 o'clock. So I think we have to let our people go. Home. Have time. Wow. <laughs> All right. So I want to say thank you to you for saying yes. I can't remember if this was your idea or my idea, but. It started months. We had it at the same time, actually. I think that's another one of our things. Me too. Me too. And I want to thank the listening audience for taking a chance on us tonight. You know, some people know us and they came anyway, and some people don't know, <laughs> don't know us and took a chance on a launch episode where anything could happen. And uh, for that, I am so, so grateful and look forward to your listenership and your questions and your comments and your if there's something you disagree with or you have another take, just just let's talk. 
Let's yeah. talk. Thank you, all, all of you listening. And thank you to, again to Robert and to the New Thought Media Show. Oh, hello, Yvette and Regina and Lara and Dawn. Dawn, I'm so glad you're here. It's great to see all of you. Thank you. Um, and we are going to be having some guests. Um, it's going to be, it's going to get really juicy and interesting over time. So um, keep coming back Sunday nights. We hope to be your like new thought kind of Delilah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Delilah, the DJ from, from years ago, right? Is she still on? Is she yes, still on? I found her on the radio a couple of weeks ago. So we're your new thought, your new thought, Delilah. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Massive love to you all. Thank you so much. Really, thank you for being here, everybody. Everyone, thank you. We'll talk soon. Yes, well. very good. Be well. Namaste. Bye-bye.